0: What You Missed on Weekend Mornings with Jason Dacey. Only on Money FM
1: 89.3. This is Weekend Mornings on the road in Delhi in India with me, Jason Dacey. Inspiring interviews, Singapore stories. I've caught up with Steve Ridgway. He is the chairman of Visit Britain, Visit England. And he's always uh, talking about reasons to visit the UK. Welcome to Weekend Mornings.
0: Jason, nice to talk to you.
1: So we've been doing a bit of a promotion here for the Cricket World Cup which is coming up in May to July Uh, and I know that there are a lot of people in India that are thinking about maybe going to the UK for the first time but what are the reasons that you would say for Singaporean listeners to maybe consider a trip uh, to the UK this year?
0: Well, I mean the UK is one of the world's great countries london is probably the number one city in the world r- right now and in terms of all the things to do and where it's located and how easy it is to get to and of course europe and particularly the uk in the summer is legend- legendary beautiful with uh, long days uh, short nights and um, beautiful scenery all the trees are out the fields are green no bugs that's a nice thing
1: and Tell me about your role. You've been in it for a couple of years now and we'll talk more about your background shortly and you know, you've done some amazing things in your career, working with Virgin Atlantic Airlines as one, but what about the role that you have now? Tell me exactly what you're meant to do with that
0: well tourism is a huge industry in the uk because obviously it's a lot about international visitors coming in we want more and more visitors to come to the uk but of course there's a massive domestic tourism industry as well i think it's 10 percent of gdp employs about three million people and overseas visitors spend about 25 26 billion pounds a year so it's a very major export if you look at it like that and uh, interestingly this year is 50 years since the tourist bodies like visit britain were set up and i think britain was the first one of the first countries if not the first country in the world to have a national tourist office and they're everywhere now and a really telling statistic is that in 1969 50 years ago four million visitors came to the UK a lot from the continent but at that time it was a lot of Americans GIs with their children after the war etc etc and then this year that's just gone we hit practically 40 million visitors so that just shows you the impact of global tourism the impact of air travel the jet aircraft and the the competition with the airlines which of course used to be my game
1: well as an australian i don't need any convincing uh you know going to the uk it's uh it was a very pivotal part of my life and my grandmother from wolverhampton i had uk grandparents, so i could work in the uk in the 80s and 90s lived in west london as i I told you off air but for a singaporean to consider going to the uk it's very easy isn't it it's very direct Um, any extra incentive in 2019
0: well i think it's very easy to get there with great with great airlines and great quality service to get to london and actually right now it's very good value because the pound is um, dropped so i think singaporeans would find great value there whether they're staying at the great hotels in london or whether they're getting out and about and seeing some of the fantastic bits of the country that you should get to whether it be scotland or wales or even into the regions of england
1: with Steve Ridgway the chairman of visit Britain visit England we'll talk about the currencies devalued and part of that is because of the uncertainty of, of Brexit I, I know that this is not your area particularly but how does that factor in travel plans do you think?
0: I don't think it really factors in travel plans I mean it has led to that fall in the pound so the value proposition the value is very good right now but the UK is very firmly life goes on businesses are growing businesses are changing there's mergers and acquisitions going on there's sales people have got great plans for their for their businesses so it's very much the country's open uh, it welcoming people. As I say, nearly 40 million visitors came to the UK last year and we're very determined that that doesn't drop and it's been rising very, very strongly in the last five to ten years, particularly with the impact of the Olympics and uh, it's just gone on rising and we want to keep that happening. So you should come. It's good value and there's lots of places to see. There's more and more points to fly into. So come
1: in a way you were born to travel you know when we look at your career you know you're a sailor and and of course uh, that role that you had with uh, Richard Branson at uh, you know heading up Virgin Atlantic Airways for uh, i think over a dozen years 13 yes. or 14 years what was that like
0: um, I think it was a great experience and a great privilege because we came into the aviation business at that time and it was changing fast or needed to change fast. And I think we were a catalyst for that. At that point, many, many airlines were still owned by governments. I think British Airways, for example, had only just been privatized. So there was a need for the industry to change and, and throw its shackles of government off. And so I think we were we were the rebels, we were a revolution and we approached it very much from the point of view about what how are we going to be different how are we going to be innovative and how we were going to really get consumers on our side and be like cricket create a fan club and i think that's what we did and many of the innovations that virgin brought in in the 80s and 90s have now become pretty ubiquitous in in travel whether it be limousine services or drive-through premium economy uh, which is now many many airlines have it it's a great a great product for travelling passengers who want a bit more space and a bit, a bit more comfort. That was invented by Virgin Atlantic, so uh, it was it was fun.
1: Very exciting times, and I, I guess you came up against resistance, you know, from British Airways and, and more traditional carriers. Any stories or anecdotes to share from those times? You know, you and Sir Richard Branson, you know, trying to break into that market, and and now that Virgin's well established in many different areas, but it wasn't like that in the old days. Mm.
0: No, I, I think it was it was very tough, and I think one of the things I learned from Richard, very strongly, was that you know he was he was a fighter, and uh, he he was a great poker player as well, and he and he would make sure that we needed to we needed to punch above our weights, and uh, I think one of the great things is that he would never give up on anything. Equally, if mistakes were made, he. Always thought there was there was no point in looking back. You needed to learn from it. And one of the things I always liked to say to people was, "There's no point." It's very easy for people to sometimes complain and moan. But I used to say, "There's no point in bayoneting the dead. We need to learn from it, and we need to move forward." And uh, you know, he he was tenacious about wanting to make a difference. And uh, it's the David and Goliath thing that Virgin's always been known for. And uh, maybe it doesn't apply so much now because there is so much. There's more competition protection, and there's just more competitions. So people can do that. But there was certainly a need for it then back in the mid 80s through, in, through into the 90s.
1: And there was also the element of the North Atlantic record that you guys set from North America to the UK. That was in 1986, but it, it, it took a lot of persistence. It wasn't easy, was it?
0: yeah that was that was one of the first things when the airline started was how do you get publicity for a very small airline that 's flying out of London to new York uh, you couldn 't advertise on American television then it was so expensive so we wanted to find a way for to get this name known It was a slightly irreverent name in the states as well. Why would you slightly offensive in a way, calling this company Virgin something or other. And, uh, yeah, so we thought, well, we'll try and break this famous blue ribbon record that hadn't been broken for over 30 years. It used to be held by liners and sailing ships, but, of course, jet aircraft had taken over. So we thought we would build this boat and break this famous record. And the first year we got, I think, 130 miles from the end, from the City Isles, and we sank... And we got fished out the drink by a ship and then winched off and uh, went, went back to the Ciliars and said, right, well, true British fashion, didn't make it this time, we'll build another boat and we'll do it next year. And uh, after trials and tribulations again, we did actually break the record the next year. And uh, I think it made the Virgin brand and made Branson very much a household name. And he went on to do lots of crazy adventures after with his uh, ballooning and now space. And of course, you've had the whole growth of the Virgin brand, whether it be Virgin Australia, whether it be uh, other parts of the music business, uh, Virgin Mobile, uh, Virgin Money, it's uh, been quite a
1: story. With Steve Ridgeway, who used to work with Virgin Atlantic, now spreading the message about uh, UK tourism as uh, chairman of Visit Britain, Visit England. So how, how close are you now to Sir Richard and what's he up to?
0: Well, I still see him quite often, and I, I talk to him. Um, he's a lot more involved in big causes, and philanthropic causes, and uh, I've always admired the fact that he's taken on climate change in the way he has, despite the fact that he owned three airlines, which wouldn't seem that logical, but there was no doubt that, that there is a need to clean up what we're doing to the planet and make sure it's protected for future generations, and uh, aviation isn't going to go away, but we have to go on making it cleaner the the manufacturers the engine manufacturers are making engines quieter and better and there's a whole huge debate and development going on about alternative fuels and can we get sustainable fuels for aviation we've certainly proven the concept we were the first airline to have a biofuel trial flight so you can make that sort of quality fuel um, out of natural resources but question now is how do you productionize that and or industrialize that and get it into those sort of quantities because clearly aviation has created the global economy with all the benefits that's for people all over the world rich and poor
1: what about yourself you've uh, you know your careers dated back to the 1970s you're in your 60s now yeah. how long are you going to go on for what are you what would you like to achieve yeah. you know inspired by all the things that you've done
0: Well, that sounds quite worrying, doesn't it, 1970s? I wish you hadn't said that. But um, I think, I hope that I'm part of that lucky generation that uh, doesn't like to feel how old we are. We sort of... uh As long as you don't look in the mirror you sort of feel you're as young as you ever were and uh, maybe maybe what you lose a little bit in speed you've gained in wisdom and experience and I've certainly been through lots of ups and downs and recessions and from 9-11 to the global financial crisis Iraq wars whatever it might be so it gives you some good insights um business is never a smooth path competition is more and more brutal it's global now we've got the whole digital revolution going on so uh, I hope and believe I can still make a bit of a contribution and so I'm just chairman of a couple of companies now and uh, trying to bring some of that some of that old old experience but I've got lots of energy still and uh, I've still got all my interests as well boating and sailing and crazy cars or old wartime jeeps and things and uh, that seems to keep me out of mischief and I've got grandchildren appearing and lots of children so uh, Yeah, life's good.
1: Well, I really enjoyed uh, interacting with you here in this lovely garden in in Delhi. We can hear the auto rickshaws and and the taxis. There are pigeons flying ahead. We've had our masala tea. Steve Ridgway, thank you so much uh, for being our guest on weekend mornings. All the best uh, with uh, spreading the word of uh, UK tourism. Hope you have a great year.
0: Jason, thank you very much. been good talking to you too and hopefully see you in Singapore soon.